The Pyrenees hooded shirt is the bomb. Oh, that's awesome. I, you know what? I love Pyrenees. We actually had a little a Pyrenees a name muffin when I was growing up. So that's not that's Pekingese. Oh, okay. Not, not Pekingese. Not, not a little dog. It's not meant a dog for anything. It's not a lap dog, uh, okay. Stephen. Yeah. Okay. So Pyrenees. Okay. Like more like the mountain range. Yeah. Hi guys, this is Thomas Godin and I'm a big-ass runner from Wezamal, Belgium, where we run our trails on rolling hills amongst ancient vineyards. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world. Now here's your hosts, Jeff Harrell and Stephen Britt. Well, Stephen, Thomas, first of all, from Belgium, we love Thomas. He's such an awesome guy. Yeah, he sent us a note and he found the podcast, started listening to it, and I think he's training for one of his first trail races or one of them coming up there but just a really cool guy we had a great conversation with him and what a cool accent too i know i know he probably thinks we have a cool accent too i'm oh, sure i think texas so cool. texas whatever we have so cool yeah so nice so nice well this is steven episode number 38 of the big ass runner can you believe it i feel so old I feel like we're adulting in this episode. <laughs> we are getting up there in age. Yeah, episode age, we are getting up there. 38's a good time. It is a good time. Yeah. Well, welcome to the Big Ass Runner Podcast. I'm Jeff Harrell. And I'm Stephen Print. We have an awesome episode planned. One of our most popular segments, Stephen, is Why I Run. And we have a very powerful Why I Run today. So be ready for that. And very popular segment as well, Stephen. Stephen's new ass stuff. Yes, I love that. Yes, these are some of our favorite segments. So it's going to be a really good episode for you guys. And I'm always excited about the why I run. The why I run. And you're excited about gear too. I Well, gear, I mean, trust me, we could do a whole episode <laughs> about that. I just bought some new gear too. I'm not surprised. I well, know. before we get to that, we wanted to talk about something, Stephen, that you have been dealing with for quite some time. Yeah, this is something that's been going on for at least the last three years or so. And I've tried to deal with it and I've looked for alternatives. I've tried different techniques. Chuck itch? Well, no, no, that thankfully has not been an issue, but thank you for offering that up as a suggestion. No powder or ointment needed for this issue, but this is an issue where it happens a lot to me at char races and it's this idea of getting poached. Getting, getting poached? Like someone like takes you out of the race? Like tackles you? Well, so we typically run and usually it's you and me and Timmy time and some others. And we usually run and then we kind of start breaking off a little bit, different paces, which is great. And then it seems like normally Tim and I usually start running together. And then this phenomena happens where we're running and somehow I start to peter out a little bit or lose energy. Peter out. Peter out a little bit. Not quite a full out bonk yet. And all of a sudden I hear this boom go by and it's Tim. And usually we're running together, but without fail, I think this has happened every single race that we've run right at the end. Usually when there's about a mile or so left, then Tim just either comes from behind or if I, so I've actually tried to lose him a couple of times where I've actually gone faster. I remember one where I was at the Frisco Trail Race and I'm running and I was like, okay, I'm just going to try a different technique. I'm going to try to go faster in the middle and then hopefully I'll have enough distance so Tim can't outpoach me. And I distinctly remember Tim going, because it was a lot of switchbacks and so he still could see me. I think he remembers this race and he's like, 
you certainly are going kind of fast. And I'm like, shut up. You know, like in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm just feeling good today. And like kind of looking at him. And sure enough, we get to the back section of this race, of this trail that we know very, very well. And I'm like, I can't see him. I can't see him. And sure enough, when another switchback comes up and there he goes right past me. And he usually either slaps me or laughs or gives me a good whack on the butt and then just takes off. And then he's usually waiting at the end. So I can only think of one race, and that's one of our more recent ones, where he actually was kind enough to run with me at the end, only because I had a kidney stone. <laughs> I think he wanted to make sure that I actually made it out. So, Well, what we thought we'd do, Stephen, is actually bring Timmy time onto the show right this second so he can discuss this technique he has of poaching. Yes, the art and craft of poaching by Tim Baser. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, he's denying no, no. it. Denial. Yeah. Here's the other thing is other people we run with, they know that Tim's known for poaching. So some of you guys know we run with another guy named Richard. And I think Tim has put the fear of God into Richard because he's like, I don't see all of his runs on Strava. I'm like, yeah, because Tim never posts all of his runs. That doesn't mean he's not running. So people get lulled in this false sense of, oh, well, I'm sure I've been running more than Tim. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Tim has this other gear mentally and physically that I, I think you need to talk about the art of poaching. Yeah, I don't I still don't understand <laughs> what you're talking about. I just get out there and run. Whatever. He just gets out there and run. I try to enjoy myself. I just <laughs> you know, I'll go, I'll get a pace. Right. Yeah, at the end then I winning side gets in. So you just want oh, to it's the competitive juices. Yeah. Right. You just want to pick it up at the end. Well when does that come in though? When is that little competitive thing come in when you're about a half mile <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah so, i do have a question tim are you thinking strategy or are you just thinking hey i just want to make sure i'm close enough to steven at the end i can kick like what, what's your thought yeah so i just when i run i get at a good pace so it depends on the day if how i feel and if i'm going and like the race that steven was talking about he did feel good and i didn't know what he was doing but i was like man he's been running well so i know i can't keep up that pace so i'm just gonna do my pace <laughs> <laughs> and then I started just slowly catching up every turn, maybe 10, 15 yards, and then closer and then closer. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I have more juice left. I'm going to uh -oh. see what happens. Yeah. It's without fail, though. It seems like every single time, though, you have a little bit more juice. Like some of you guys don't know, there's a running term, Jeff just mentioned it, called a kick, especially in cross country and track, which I ran, kind of like where you either negative split your last mile or your last whatever 400 and definitely in cross country in high school it's a three mile race so that last half mile you want to just it's called a kick you just give it all you got and i actually was known for my kick which is the funny thing and then to get out kicked or out post is just like every single time yeah and i do remember one i don't know if it was was it tacos that we were doing it me you and richard uh-huh yeah and he took off <laughs> he and i just saw him and he's doing like a seven minute pace i'm like I'm not even going to try. Right. And then he fell. And I think if Steven went and got bit by B, we'd have passed him. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's an art to it. You got to, uh, you know, strategize. And Well, what Richard was doing is my version of a kick, which is, of course, I kick a root and fall on my face. <laughs> That's the only kick I know. Yeah. So, Tim, do you know that you have energy or is there something in you that just glazes over like a, a red flag in front of a bull? Like when you see somebody... 400 yards off, you're like, I got this. Yeah, I don't know. to be, And I'm not the fastest guy. Well, you're pretty fast. I mean, for my age, I can hold it. But I just know what my body can do. Uh -huh. And let's just say we're doing a 15K. My worst miles are my first three miles. 
I can't start off fast. Steven will get running and he'll be doing <laughs> jumping jacks yeah, he, he and high kicks and, and just kind of showing wheels. off. And I'm just going, <gasps> just breathing hard after like a mile and a half. And then once that two, two and a half, then I kick in. And once I get into that zone, then I'm good. So a lot of times my splits are better at the end than they were at the beginning. That's called negative splits, right, Stephen? It is, yeah. You know, I have to say, Tim, and all kidding aside, you do, like, once you get in the zone, especially in the middle race, that's why I love running with you because I'm, pretty like Jeff said, I'm pretty sporadic. <laughs> Tim always makes fun of me because I usually, I get excited and I get a lot of energy and I'm like, you know, all around kind of stuff. And I usually go out surprisingly a little fast, hence the not energy. But then if I can hang with Tim, that usually, you kind of mellow me out, but... One thing I have to say too, I love running with Tim is he always has these things where like he'll push my back a little bit or like go, go, or I'll try to signal like, hey, I'm going to pass. And he starts making fun of my hand gestures when we get congested on some of the trail races. Or sometimes I remember one time you literally like, go, you push, oh, yeah. you literally pushed me. <laughs> well, we're getting into it. We have our stride going and there's some people in front of us and right. Steven's in front of me the majority of the race. <laughs> until, and, uh, until the end. Yeah. Until the end. <laughs> But you do, you get behind people, and if there's a move, I'll just push Steven. I'll be like, go, 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 take, hit, take the left side and just get around these people. I did do a poaching yesterday to a buddy. We do an afternoon run at work on Tuesdays. We'll go six, ten miles. So you're, we have time you're practicing your craft is what I'm hearing. I wouldn't say practicing it. I'm just out there running. He's feasting on other wildebeests that are out there. <laughs> other little Thompson picking gazelles. Off the other, yeah, right. Picking off the other beast. He goes after the sick ones that, during work and then gets to me. And then, yeah. Now, I mean, not to get too technical, but I mean, I think stride is a huge part of running, at least for me. So if I get out of my stride, I start breathing hard. I lose focus. So we were running yesterday and we turned, we just did eight. So we ran four out, turned around, ran back. And the wind was probably 30 mile gust. It was just terrible. And I'm running with my buddy. He's a little slower than me. He's just been running for maybe a year, year and a half, but he's nine years younger than me. So we're running <laughs> and all of a sudden I look at my watch and we're doing like an 845 pace and I can feel myself breathing. And I'm like, I got to get my stride bigger. Mm -hmm. So I just start running. And I mean, a mile later, I look back and I can't see him. I didn't even know what happened. <laughs> Adios. I didn't know what happened, but I did. I, ha I did that last four miles, probably 30 seconds lower miles than the rest of them so wow it's just In, into the wind into the wind wow yeah you just run he's a beast but then you know what i'd gain focus and i'm just like where's the finish how long how long do i have how long do i have all right i can do this love it so jeff what i just heard then if i can distract him yeah get him off of get him his out of his pace, stride maybe trip him like a half mile out and get him distracted then there might be a chance not to get poached so get him out of his cadence. I think I'm learning a lot on this segment. This is really, really good. Well, one other thing too is, and I don't want to jinx myself, knock on wood, I haven't fell during a race. Uh-oh. You know, it just happened. That's that, right. That saves a lot of time. Well, you know, now- Don't I know it. <laughs> it saves a lot of time. Don't I know it. I usually find that when I run on two instead of four, four yeah. legs, I yeah. usually run a yeah. little bit faster. Well, it's like the uh, Bandera when you and Scott both fell. Right. That's true. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'm not going to wait for you guys. You guys got each other. <laughs> and then we left him. What's well, funny, because now that we're saying that, I remember a race where you were like, pass, pass. And it was one, I think, last year. And I went to pass, and I tripped like immediately <laughs> after it, kind of like down a hill, and I hit pretty hard. And it was this weird thing where I cut myself. My shorts didn't get cut, but my thigh had. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to pass and be a good partner, and then I fell down, and then I slowed you down. Oh. 
Hey, was that when we uh, ran into that nice little old lady? Yes, that was the yeah. same race. Yeah. You remember that lady? Yeah, she passed me. <laughs> Wearing jeans and a straw hat. Well, if you have any poaching stories or you're a poacher out there and you're the big ass runner herd listening, let us know on social media. But that's a little bit of a poaching story that we wanted to talk about. Steven or Tim, anything else we want to cover before we head on? No, I think all kidding aside, when you're running energy conservation, really that tied into nutrition in all seriousness. And we joke about Tim poaching me every single time. But I do think what you're talking about, Tim, in terms of like stride and getting into that rhythm, especially in the middle of the race. I think that's where you win and lose a race, honestly, is in the middle. I mean, most people either go out fast or like you said, they kind of get the get everything shaken out in the first couple of miles. But the end, like you were saying, usually once you see the end or you know it's coming, you can mentally prepare for that. I used to do that in cross country. We'd go walk the course and some of the bigger, more competitive ones. So I knew exactly where to kind of finish up. But that middle part where you're striding, I do think that's where if you were racing or trying to pick off people during the race, which is totally fun to do, I think you're onto something. That stride part of the middle of the race, I think that's really important. Well, with that, let's get going on episode number 38 of The Big Ass Runner. Stephen, I think one of our most, not only our most popular segments, but I think one that you and I are one of our favorites for sure is a segment we call Why I Run. And I think it's important because as trail runners, the why, the why we run really drives us to get out there every day, do those hard runs, do those hard races, get out there when maybe we don't even feel like getting out there. But that why, if you really have tuned in your why, I think that's really super important. I think so, Jeff. I mean, it's definitely some of the segments that we hear the most back and the most comments on, either via email or Instagram and stuff. But part of trail running, you know, when you talk to somebody who's not a runner, Jeff, they're like, why do you do that? Or like, that's stupid. Yeah. My daughter always says, why do you do that to yourself? I'm like, it's not to myself, it's for myself. So everybody has a little bit of a different why. And we just love hearing those stories because. It can resonate with everybody. I mean, everybody has a why. And hearing these stories, they're so powerful. They're so impactful. And it just helps you to think about your why. But also, it really helps me to think about other people. A lot of times, people always, we talked about this before, people, they want to judge or they want to kind of look at something a different way. And that quote we talked about, you know, exchange judgment for curiosity. Understanding what somebody else's why gives you a better perspective. And that's one of the beautiful things about trail running is not just the fact that we're running in the woods and pretty and in the community, but it really is the, the, the idea that this community really encourages each other. And once you figure out somebody's why you just want to cheer for them even more. Right. And you feel like you know them better. So that's why we love this segment. And we really love hearing from you guys, our listeners on, on why you run. And I think what else is really cool about why I run is whatever your why is, it's special because it's yours. Right. It's unique to you. It's going to be a little different than anybody else's why. And that's why we love these. And and I reached out to a couple of our listeners and asked if they would share their why. And so we've got for the next two episodes today, we've got one from Kelly, which I'm super excited to share. 
Next week, we're actually going to hear from Denver. Awesome as well. So we're really excited about this segment. We think you'll also really enjoy them. Yeah, so this first one is from Kelly Fain. She's from Asheville, North Carolina. She has got such a great sense of humor. If you follow her on Instagram, you know that. Without further ado, here's Kelly Fain's Why I Run. Hey, friends. My name is Kelly, and I'm a big-ass runner from Asheville, North Carolina. I'm here to share my Why I Run with y'all. When Jeff and Stephen asked me to be a part of this podcast, I had been joking around with them about how compelling the Why I Run segments have been so far with stories from Andy and Rose and how I wasn't exactly sure that anybody would want to hear that I run for burritos and craft beer. (laughs) I'm not sure what kind of message that might send. (laughs) But I decided I would just talk a little bit instead about the things I do love about running. I'm a relative newcomer to trail running. I've been running for probably five or six years now. I really got into it after I had my kids as a way to reclaim myself. I had run on the roads here and there and started to want to combine my love with the outdoors with just needing my own space. I remember I had, there's one like sort of bucket list race that I had heard about. And every year on the first Saturday of November, I would hear tell of runners lining up to run this one particular race that I always thought was out of my league and think those poor jokers, what they're going to spend three or four hours this morning suffering (laughs) in the cold or up the the hills all the way to Mount Pisgah. Little did I know that I would soon start running that trail and it became a process for me. It was became one of my true joys was getting to know this trail so well and seeing it change throughout the seasons and noticing all the little differences about it. And my body got stronger and my brain felt better. And I signed up for the lottery and got into that trail race eventually. I did a lot of self-work on those solo trail runs. One of my big fears was bears. We have a pretty healthy black bear population here. And so I was always a little concerned about what I would do if I ran into a bear on the trail when I was alone. You know what? Uh, That happened (laughs) several times. The capability that you find within yourself to deal with situations on the trail is really empowering. And then you get runs that are hard, of course, but you also get runs that where everything about your body is just working exactly like it should. Your breath and your feet are just in the flow, and you have this extremely transcendent blissfulness of being just in that moment. And I think those are the moments that I just, I live for on the trail, those beautiful moments of just complete peace and being in your body and in the woods. And it's just an extremely spiritual thing. After COVID hit and there weren't any races. Oh, by the way, I did I did run that that race and made the cutoffs and did all right and ran it again the next year and hopefully I'll get drawn for the lottery this year for my third year. But after COVID hit and there wasn't the pressure to train for races that had time cutoffs or or long distances with other people, reevaluated and re found my love of just 
the runs. Sometimes I missed, um, I'm an extreme introvert, but I, I actually started to miss running with other folks. But COVID allowed me to have that time by myself again and to remember that I love running because I love running. And I hope I always love running and I hope I always run for those right reasons. I also want to share that another reason why I run is because of y'all. I am so grateful to the Big Ass Runner Herd, to people like Andy and Rose for sharing their stories, for my Dirtbag Runners tribe, for my local running community. You all inspire me, and there are so many of us, and I am always touched by the fact that whenever you're trail running, you really are only in competition for yourself. You can always be having a bad day or the best runners can be having a bad day. Sometimes you pull out a PR, sometimes you eat it. (laughs) But I love how this community really has each other's backs. And I love the support and the camaraderie. And I am extremely grateful to y'all for that. It's, It's a wonderful and beautiful thing. We come from all different backgrounds. It's, I just think it's remarkable that we have this sense of, of love for each other and for the natural world and for running outdoors. So that's a big reason why I run too. I want to thank, I think it was Steven, but I'm not sure who, <laughs> when I made the burritos and beer joke, said to me, your why you run is your story. And that's, and it'll be special because it's your story and it's nobody else's. And that's true for all of us. So I hope everybody is out there getting good runs and enjoying being outdoors, enjoying each other's company, hopefully a little more this spring. And that's it. Cheers. Well, wow, Stephen. I, I just, first, first of all, it's hard, it's hard to put into words kind of my thoughts about what Kelly just shared. But the first thought I have is just how much I like her yes. as a person. She just exudes joy and fun and I don't know. She's just a great person. Yeah. And she really deeply cares about people and just some of the work that you're doing, Kelly, just outside of training stuff, just mad respect for you. And thank you so much for sharing your run. I think everything that you'd mentioned in terms of just finding your peace and appreciating nature and community and all those things, those are really good whys and those are so important. And Stephen, one thing I'll share is more of a, a personal thing. I think that one of the biggest surprises and joys from doing this podcast, it's so funny. We started this thing back in August. I feel like I know Kelly. Yeah. You know, it's it's getting, we would never have met Kelly, Andy, Rose, as she mentioned in there, had it not been for this piece of audio on the internet that connects people. And that's just been, I think for me, one of the biggest surprises, but also one of the biggest joys. Yeah, I I totally agree. And when you set out to do something, you don't know what it's going to be. But if that were the only reason why we were doing it, then that would be more than enough. So yeah, Kelly, thank you so much. A couple of things you had mentioned, Jeff, that I thought were really cool. It's just the first thing that stood out to me was just running for that peace. There's so much going on in life, good and bad. It doesn't have to be a negative thing. And just having that place to have peace, I think is just so important to me, Jeff, and just from my own personal experience. 
in addition to physical health, to me, that's just as important. And it's like, how do you work out your brain? That's the way you do it, basically. It doesn't have to be trail running, but having that place of peace, I think, is really important. Here's one thing I think I know about Kelly at the time that we've known her is she, like you mentioned, she truly cares about people. And when she said she got to know the trail, I think it's the same way that she gets to know people. Like she noticed the trail. She got to learn about the trail. She got to notice the differences in the trail. I think that's the way she is with people. She just likes to get to know people and notice the differences. And she surprised me when she said she's an extreme introvert. I would never have guessed that. Yeah. No, I I could resonate with what she was saying with that as well, too, because we run some of the same trails. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's starting to, or this has changed, or this that tree's back now. You know, Jeff, I think another thing that stood out to me that I really liked was, and this is something that I struggle with, but it's a really good reminder. And it's hard sometimes with Instagram and Strava and things like that, because you're constantly looking at those things and they're good. I love them and I do all of them. But running for the love of running, and I think she said something to the effect of running for the right reasons. I had to go out the other day and I didn't bring my watch. Like, I don't care if it was on Strava or not, but just it was a good reminder to for me is to go back and like, I just love running and to have a run for the sake of running for the for the love of it. And just constantly being reminded, like she said, of make sure you're running for the right reasons. Then the last thing that hit me, Stephen, was when she talked about the big ass runner herd or your tribe or your running group, just how important it is to do this with people. Mm-hmm. You know, with COVID, I think we've all, one of the lessons we've all taken away is how important, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert or to get energy from people or not. Right. And Kelly even mentioned this, how important other people are. And again, I'll go back to this podcast. That's one of the things I love about this is we start to see these connections happening and then this community happening and this community, not just the fact that you get to know people, but you, you get inspired by people and you encourage people and you see people doing hard things. You're like, I can do that too. So there's just this community of inspiration and encouragement is really meaningful. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, Jeff. I think the the thing that comes to my mind is I truly don't believe that we were meant to do life alone. And there's a reason why I think about punishment in prison. It's called solitary confinement. You know? Yeah, for a reason. It, it, it's for a reason. Yeah, to your point, to, your, to what you were saying too, you don't have to be an introvert, extrovert. That's not the point. It's just Having that tribe in whether that's the big ass runner herd or other organizations like she was mentioning, so, so important. And, and that's the, one of the beautiful aspects of trail running. So, Kelly, thank you for taking time to share that great story and really appreciate the elegance of what you brought out and why you run. Yeah, Kelly mentioned beautiful moment. I think Kelly's story right there was a beautiful moment. Thanks for being so transparent and real. It's one of the things we love about you. So thanks, Kelly, so much for sharing why you run. Stephen, one of the things we love to do is to give shout outs and kudos to the big ass runners out there just getting it done. Who do we have today? Yes, Jeff, we actually have a really good one. It is Victoria X Rose 5, and she is a native from the great state of Michigan. And she's an ultra runner, loves mountain biking. I think she just pretty much anything outside is what she's game for. And follows us on Instagram and really has some really cool posts about her adventures out there. And one thing that I'm really excited about is that she's a chemist and I was a pre-med major. What? I know. So maybe we can talk inorganic chemistry or biochemistry sometime, but 
Victoria, you're just out there getting it done and really appreciate the fact that you're always out doing something in nature. And we really love that about you. And we know how to pronounce your last name. And well, how, how would you say that? Zakshevsky. <laughs> wow. Now look at that. Zakshevsky. All right. Well, Victoria, congratulations. We really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Keep going. Get out there in the woods. Send those amazing pictures. And thank you for, for listening. Way to go, Victoria. Well, Stephen, one of our most popular episodes, I think because we do such a great service to the Big S Runner community out there by buying gear, trying gear, finding things out there so that they don't have to, that we can give our honest opinions when we find things, we want to share it back to them. Yeah, it's really what I like to call Jeff servant leadership or aka a way to spend money in my budget and justify it. Wow. I know. So yeah, we actually have three things we wanted to kind of share for this episode. And these are all products to your point, Jeff, that we have, that we use, and that we genuinely have not only just tested it, but it's a part of our everyday arsenal. Yeah, Stephen, one of the things that's very important to us is the trust of our listeners. So we only want to bring them the items that we truly love and believe in. And so Stephen's new ass stuff is a segment I think that people really enjoy. Yeah. So Jeff, we have the first one here that is something that I think is really going to be helpful for everybody for this time of year. And it's for springtime and you get out there and some days you go for a run and it might be misting a little bit or it might be a little bit windy or you still want to run and it's not just completely drenched outside. So springtime can throw any of those kind of things at you. Well, this is one of my favorite things from one of my favorite brands and it's from Patagonia and it's not super expensive, but it's called the Houdini Air Jacket. Ooh, air jack. Is it made of air? No, but it feels like it because this thing, Jeff, a couple things about it. One, it's really hard to find because it's constantly disappearing. No, I'm just kidding because it's the Houdini jacket. You know jack. what? I used to have one of those. But I can't <laughs> find it. Yeah. You know what? It's like there one day and then it's gone it's the next. Gone the next. But it's actually, a, it's a jacket. It's super, super thin, Jeff. It doesn't feel like you're even really, really wearing it. But it's got this really amazing hood, lots of things where it can pull down. It's breathable. It's not quite water repellent, but it's definitely water resistant. So even if you're out for a run, you're wearing shorts and a t-shirt and it's really windy outside, I still wear this. The other thing I really like about it is it folds up into a really, really tiny, like maybe if you clench your fist, it zips up inside of itself so you can carry it with you. You can put it in a back pocket. I've actually seen several people that actually carry these in their car instead of umbrellas and stuff. They'll put one in one car, another. It's only about $99. I know it's not super expensive, but it's also not one of those $300 rain jackets. But this is really amazing. I take it with me. I keep one in the car with me and the hood pulls back. It's super lightweight. Again, if it's a torrential downpour, you're going to get wet. But lots of cool features in terms of how it zips up, how it folds into itself, the actual hood on it, even the way that the wrists have little expansion things in there. I know it's a real technical term. Expansion things in there. Expansion thingies in there. But these jackets are amazing. They're very popular. I would encourage you guys to go on to Patagonia, but it's called the Houdini Air Jacket. They have them in men's and women's. And this literally is one of my favorite pieces of trail running equipment. Here's where this would come in handy, Stephen. Uh-huh. I have a bone to pick. Okay. With Tim Cook. Yes. Is he the is he the Apple guy? He is the Apple. Because I don't know Steve Jobs. I think Tim Cook took over, right? Yep. Okay. So I use my iPhone uh-huh. to check the weather. Yeah. 
And I look on there and it says, there's no rain for the next seven days. So you know what I do, Stephen? I take that as a fact and I go out to the trails <laughs> and I start running and all of a sudden, you know what happens? What? It's raining. Yes. So this would be perfect. I totally agree, Jeff. Like in Texas and other places, you never know what kind of weather is going to be coming at you. But yeah, this is a really good piece of equipment. I love it. It's super lightweight and it's definitely worth the money. I would encourage everybody to go out and get one. Awesome. What's it called again? It's called the Houdini Air Jacket. We'll put it on Instagram for you guys with all the other things. But it's a great jacket. Like I said, comes in men's and women's, all different kinds of colors, shapes and sizes. And you guys will love it. Awesome. I actually have one, Stephen. I know this is called Stephen's New Ass Stuff, but Jeff has some new ass stuff. Well, Jeff, tell us what you have. It's actually not that new ass, but I've had it a few weeks now for a month or so. Uh Uh-huh. But we talked last episode about Path Projects and how much we love their products. Right. And that we're in a partnership with them. And again, I wanted to just say thanks to them for supporting the show. The Pyrenees hooded shirt is the bomb. Oh, that's awesome. I, you know what? I love Pyrenees. We actually had a little a Pyrenees a named Muffin when I was growing up. So That's, not, that's Pekingese. Oh, okay. Not, not Pekingese. Not, not a little dog. It's not meant on a dog for anything? It's not a lap dog, oh, okay. Stephen. Yeah. Okay. So Pyrenees. Okay. Like more like the mountain range. Yes. Here's what I love about it. That Something about the material. And if you heard Scott's interview last episode, I think he called it tinsel or something like that. It comes from a eucalyptus tree or some sort of amazing right. thing. It is so soft, but yet firm. It's not like that's so soft that it doesn't fit well. It actually is perfect. Uh-huh. And what I loved about it, I, I was running the other day and I was wearing it. I And I, as I was running, I warm up, you know, the Clydesdales overheat a little bit. Right. So I took it off, put it around my waist. And then just like I said before, it started to rain. Uh-huh. I threw it back on and it actually didn't rain like hard. It was just kind of misty, but the wind came through and this thing protected me from the wind and the hood's on there and you can loop it around your thumb. So it's protecting your hands as well. I don't know what they make these things out of. I think tinsel is one of the things, but it's just amazing material. It so, fits so well. I just love it. Yeah, I know exactly because I have one as well, too. And I have to agree I mean, with the hood and then the thumb holes. And I think it has a spot for the watch. The watch, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think it'll fit for a Sunto, but it definitely for a Garmin. So <laughs> really? I'm yeah, just kidding. It's a really good shirt. And like you said, it's very versatile depending on what the weather is. Even though it's a Jeff old ass stuff, I think we should definitely put it in the new ass stuff because it's really a great piece of clothing and really, really like it a lot. So Highly recommend that. It's a great add to your training. I think it should be in your arsenal. It's called the Pyrenees T19 hooded shirt. Right. And it's made out of tinsel. I mean, it's like Christmas. It <laughs> feels like Christmas. It smells like Christmas. So Jeff, I think we actually have one more. And I was really, really excited about this one. And this just happened, I think, last week. But Jeff, it was a marriage made in heaven for me. Oh, the the... The perfect marriage. My son's getting married. Are you talking about my son's wedding coming up in a month or so? No, it's not that one, but that's going to be really fun. We're excited about that one. This is actually a new collaboration from two of, actually three of my favorite brands. John Denver. John Denver is full. No, definitely not that. It is one of my favorite brands, Hoka, which we love. Yep. Um, have their shoes running the Speed Goats. Sorry you lost an Arch Madness. But it's Hoka. And then it's Cotopaxi. And they're doing a confab? Yes, they are. So they actually have shoes and they actually um, some of their bags and they're doing a collaboration. So 
They're actually selling at one of my favorite places, REI. Oh, Jeff. it is. It's the trifecta. And really, they, they actually have a new version of the Torrent running shoe, which is a trail running shoe. Yeah. It's for guys and gals, really cool colors. And then they have this amazing new Hoka Cotopaxi bag that they have. And so it's like, how much better? They sell at my favorite store, REI. Two of my favorite brands getting married. I mean, what more could you ask for? But all kidding aside, I think Hoka makes some really good shoes. And Cotopaxi, they actually have amazing gear. We've talked about them before, but they have just cool colors, very functional, well thought out. It's like some of the stuff we were talking about from Path. But what I really like is their give back component of their helping people in local regions with work and giving them jobs and giving back. They're a certified B organization. So all of those things, Jeff, that we're really passionate about, they're together. So to see these companies come together and do good for other people is just really, really cool. So beyond just the great gear, it's great to support that and to support you know, knowing where your dollars go. So we'll put that on there, but it's basically two bags that they have and also a new pair of shoes. And if you're in the market for either one, I would highly recommend these. I unfortunately, Jeff, have more than I can handle. You didn't get the shoes. I figured you ordered them right away. Well, I thought about it. It was very tempting, but I actually don't need shoes right now. But I did get... That's not stopped you before. I know, but yeah, I'm trying to get a little bit better about that. But I have lots of bags from, from Cotopaxi, but I, I, I have a confession to make, Jeff. Uh-oh. I ordered the bag. Did you really? Yeah. I mean, I've got to try it out. I mean, I want to be the cut bearer to the big ass runner community. Yes. So I will test it out and give you the full review on it. But knowing based on all the other bags I have from Cotopaxi, I'm going to love it. Oh, you're going to love it. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. So that's our three things from Steven's new ass stuff. We'll put them on Instagram so that way you guys can take a look at it. But again, this is all gear that we use, tried and true, tested that we like. And uh, yeah, we'd encourage you to go out there if you're in the market for any of And what things. were these again? I can't find the first one. Um, <laughs> yes, it's disappearing fast. It's the Houdini. What? Oh, there it goes. It's the Houdini jacket from, from Patagonia. The Path Project's Pyrenees, not Pekingese hooded shirt. And that is just an amazing shirt. It really, really is. And then, of course, the collaboration between Hoka and Cotopaxi with their new torrent shoes and their new backpack. It is really cool. We encourage you guys to take a look at that. So with that, that is Stevens' new stuff. Stephen, believe it or not, that is the end of episode 38. However, we have saved a major exciting announcement to the end of this show. We have something I particularly am super excited about. Yeah, I think this is what this is like two episodes in a row, Jeff, where these just major earth-shattering so announcements true. here. So if you're running, you might want to stop and take your gel now or take a water break or get that Oreo going unwrapped or whatever. If you're driving the car, definitely want to pull over for this one. I mean, this is this is critical. I mean, let's just let's put it this way. I mean, we want to make sure that we break this news very, very properly. 
But yes, we have some very exciting news, very near and dear to you, Jeff. But, well, what is it? We have a brand new Big Ass Runner shirt. What? And what's even better than that, it is a Clydesdale shirt. Wow. Oh my gosh, you're not going to believe. And the material's fantastic. You're going to love it. The only problem is it's the size of a horse blanket. No, <laughs> no, it's no. That's I'm the great thing is they're all double XLs. Yeah. No, no, that's not true either. We have them in all sizes. They're gray. We'll put them in social media so you get to see them. We didn't order a ton of them, but we think you're really going to like it. Clydesdale or not, Clydesdale at heart. Clydesdale at heart. That's a better way to say it. I think they're going to love these shirts. Yeah. And we'll have them in different sizes, small, medium, large, extra large, and we'll put them on our store. If you guys don't know, we actually have a little miniature website. If you go to bigassrender.com, you'll find it there. We have a store. And so we'll put those shirts on there as soon as this episode releases. And to Jeff's point, we only ordered a limited number of them just because we want to be prudent with our dollars and those kind of things. So it'll just be on a first come, first serve basis. But if you order it, we'll get it shipped out to you just in time for spring. But a really cool shirt, Clydesdale inspired. And whether you're a Clydesdale, Clydesdale at heart, or you know a Clydesdale, or if you've even heard of Clydesdale, then you'll really love this shirt and we hope that you guys like it too. One other thing I'll add, Stephen, is we know when we talk to the Big Ass Runner community, they're very thoughtful about materials and sustainability. And so the materials in this shirt, we didn't just buy some cotton shirts and throw a logo on them. These are actually really good quality shirts. And so we wanted to make something that you know we'd be proud of, but that the Big Ass Runner community would be proud to wear as well. One other thing I'd add, Stephen, is we when we talk to the big ass runners out there, they are very uh, thoughtful about what kinds of materials their shirts are made of, and so we put a lot of thought into that as well. Yeah, we actually, Jeff, to your point, when we started thinking about even just having merchandise and that kind of stuff, is to think about those things. And so the fabric that this is made out of is uh, helping to actually help reduce water, CO2 emissions, also helping with recycle. So they use recycled polyester in these things, organic cotton, all these different blends to make sure that these shirts are not only comfortable, they're good for athletics, but they're sustainable and they don't have a negative impact or footprint on the environment and the places that you and I love to run. So in addition to your point of just making something and and having that, we wanted to order a small quantity, but also make sure that we're being good stewards of the places that we love out there in the trail in the woods. And so we wanted to put a little bit of thought behind what we were doing. So hopefully you guys like them. Like I said, we'll put them online on Monday when this episode launches and be on the first come first surf basis. Yeah, we wanted to create something that not only we were proud of to create, but also that the big ass runner community would be proud to wear as well. Yeah, we want to make a big ass impression on the planet. (laughs) Well, with that, Stephen, that's the end of episode number 38. We really appreciate you guys listening. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much, Thomas, for doing the introduction. We really enjoyed Tim. Thanks for giving us poaching techniques and skills. And Kelly, we really appreciate you sharing a little bit of your why. And thanks to Victoria, too, for getting out there and just getting it done. And she's a chemist. I know. Look at that. It's amazing. She had a really nice reaction to us during that. (laughs) Anyway, a little chemistry joke there. Um, So thank you guys so much. Appreciate you guys listening to this show. Wherever you are listening, make sure you tell a friend. Until then, get out there, enjoy those trails. And keep running your asses off.
you kick yourself from for I also like, kick why, myself. Why yeah. did I eat that burrito last night before the trail race? No, but it's a great, a great um can I say great again? You can say great all you want. <laughs> You're not talking about the red wedding. That's a bad one. No, definitely not that one. That's a little wink out to you, Game of Thrones fans, by the way. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh Winter's Coming. Is that Game of Thrones? Oh, there you go. I don't know what that John means. Jon Snow. Okay, cool. Yeah. Doesn't he fight John Wick? No, I'm just kidding. And it's Cotopaxi. 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 I know. I mean, it's like if Hoka and REI had a baby, it would be like hokey or something like that. I don't really know. That's a little hokey, Stephen. It is, yes. But if we turn ourselves around, we can get back to this. And 